Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be for the readings for the 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. So uh, let's begin uh, with uh, the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. So, um, you're going to see that the themes for this, uh, for this readings are going to be about seeking God. You're going you're gonna to see that. And the first reading will be from Second Kings. And it will be about Naaman, a general uh, or a captain, I believe, of the Syrian army. Who also happens to be afflicted by leprosy. And he, anyway, he goes and he finds out that there's a prophet in Israel. I believe because he has a, um, a servant girl who's Jewish. And who sort of became a member of his family. And his wife is convinced that this prophet, this holy man, might help him. And he goes. So you will find that out in the first readings. And then he will receive the answer to his prayers. But what's important is, one, is the fact that he discovers that there is a God. So you're going to find that out. In Paul's letter is the fact that we need to give thanks in everything, in, in our affliction, in our lives, that we need to give thanks. And you're going to find that's going to be the main important thing. When Whether we receive the answer to our prayers or not, the main thing is that God has to be real in your life. And this is a problem. What I'm going to touch upon is the fact that in our churches, there is sort of no fruit. 
I mean, everything is the way, the way, the way, you know, in our parishes, local parishes as Catholics, everything is the way it's supposed to be. But, you know, problem is everybody's taking everything for granted or everybody just doesn't, it's just going through a routine. We need to know that there's a reality of God in our lives. The reality of God is very important. If we do not have the reality of God in our lives, if we do not really, really worship him, we got a serious problem. We're dry. We're bearing no fruit. Honestly, I think maybe I myself might be becoming more an evangelical Catholic. All right. I, I mean, I can't identify with the liberal Catholicism that some people want, you know, where, you know, we're sort of like a progressive Catholicism. I'm not going to be involved in that. And then for the traditionalists, yeah, I, I respect and I would definitely go to a Latin mass if it was available. Um, but the problem is, I, I honestly think that there's no bear. There's a lot of traditional Latin trads are not bearing much fruit even there. The reality of Christ is more important to me. I know the reality. I believe in the real presence of the Eucharist. I believe in the real presence of Christ in my life. And I believe, and that's the more important. If we do not, like, like Christ warned us in the parable uh, of, of the, of the, the evil spirit that was cast out from the man, even though it comes back and finds everything swept clean and in order. He goes and finds seven demons worse, more malicious than himself and takes over. And the condition of the man is far worse than before. What I'm saying is we need, we need to, we need to make sure that the father, the son and the Holy spirit is in our lives. And we need to make sure that we're worshiping. We need to worship. We need to, we need to be, we need to have a relationship. We need to have a presence of Christ in our lives. The reality of Christ in our lives. We need that. All right, let's begin. The first reading is from the second book of Kings, chapter five, verse 14 to 17. Naaman returned to the man of God and acknowledged the Lord. A reading from the second book of Kings. Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of Elisha, the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean of his leprosy. Naaman returned with his whole botania, to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before Elisha and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a gift from your servant. Elisha replied, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not take it. And despite Naaman's urging, he still refused. Naaman said, if you will not accept, please let me, your servant, have two, two mule loads of earth 
for I will no longer offer holocaust or sacrifice to any other God except to the Lord. The word of the Lord. One more time. Second book of Kings, chapter 5, verse 14 to 17. Naaman went down and plunged into, into the Jordan seven times at the word of Elisha, the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean of his leprosy. Naaman returned with his whole retinue to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before Elisha and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a gift from your servant. Elisha replied, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not take it. And despite Naaman's urging, he still refused. Naaman said, If you will not accept, please let me, your servant, have two mule loads of earth, for I will no longer offer holocaust or sacrifice to any other God except to the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Psalm 98. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Sing to the Lord. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the, of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. One more time. Psalm, Psalm 98. Psalm 98. I might have said Psalm 89. Psalm 98. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him. His holy arm. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Second reading is from... Uh, 
We're reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. If we persevere, we shall also reign with Christ. Beloved, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, such as my gospel, for which, for which I am suffering, even to the point of chains, like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained, therefore I bear with everything for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, together with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. Beloved, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David, such as my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of chains, like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I bear with everything for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus together with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. If he cannot, for he cannot deny himself. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Alleluia. Alleluia. All in all circumstances, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is from uh, taken from First Thessalonians chapter five verse eighteen. Alleluia, alleluia! In all circumstances, give thanks for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Alleluia, alleluia! None but this foreigner has returned to give thanks to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ according to Saint Luke, chapter seventeen, verse eleven to nineteen. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he, he fell at his feet. He fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? 
where are the other nine? He has, has none but this foreigner return, giving thanks to God. Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The word of the Lord, the gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, one more time. Alleluia, alleluia. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Alleluia, alleluia. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. Okay. None but this foreigner has returned giving thanks to God. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan, Jesus said in reply. Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up. And go, your faith has saved you. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What is it that Naman, Naman the, uh, the Syrian, and the, that one leper, out of the ten who came back giving praise and thanks to God and falling at Jesus' feet. What is it that the two of them, that they had, the, the one common, the common denominator that they both had, that very common bond that they both shared that made, that made them come back to give thanks that made Naaman, the Syrian, come back and fall at the feet of Elisha, giving thanks to God. And what is it that that, Sir, that, that leper out of the ten that Jesus met along the way along to, to Jerusalem, what is it? They both had a great desire for God, a great desire to, for God. The reality of God was real to them, to both those men. Naaman wanted to, was seeking God. He couldn't find God among all, all the pagan gods, whatever pagan gods he, his people worshipped in Syria and Babylon. And the, the leper, who was a Samaritan, right, 
Most likely a Samaritan had to be a Samaritan. And the others were most likely uh, Jews. And the reality of God, they were looking for cleanse. They were looking for healing, but they weren't looking for God. See, people can look for healing and they're willing to, to get that healing, even if he means from God, but they weren't looking for God. The reality of God in their lives, they weren't looking for. They weren't looking for God to dominate their lives, a relationship. Even religious people, religious people can look for, for miracles. They can look for um, healing. They can look for um, uh, ritual or some common uh, denominator in their lives uh, to, to govern their lives, ritual to govern their lives, uh, uh, a religious identity to govern their lives, to set them apart. But they doesn't necessarily mean they're looking for God. You know, a lot of people are like that. You know, they can go to mass every single day. They can say the rosary every single day. They can go, uh, you know, they can go to confession. They can, uh, they can, you know, say their novenas, you know, say their daily prayers, you know, say the divine office, read their Bible even. But they're not looking for a relationship with God. Their lives, they're not looking for God to dominate their lives. You know, you have to have God in your life. You have to have a deep relationship, a deep intimacy with God. All those other things won't mean anything if you do not look for intimacy. You got to, the pray your rosary, you're looking for intimacy. You're looking for intimacy with God. You're looking for a relationship with God. Your life should reflect the message of the rosary. You should reflect the message of the gospel. Should reflect Jesus Christ. And how you, in your relationship with people, to showing mercy, to showing love, to sharing the gospel. You're given a gift and you need to go out and share that gift and bear fruit. You can't just pray your rosary and shut the world out. Jesus came to bring to bring the gospel, to bring light to the world. And the gospel, Christ said, let your light shine so that others can see the works of your heavenly father and give praise to heavenly, heavenly father. You must go out and bear fruit. Share the gospel with your friends. Share it in a way, not become a pestering, you know, a pestering person, but in a sense, show your love of Christ to them. Show your, your, you know, show your love for Christ by being a good friend to them. By being, by showing the love of Jesus to them, the mercy of Jesus to them. By showing the kindness of Christ, how Christ has changed your life, and therefore Christ can change their lives through you. We can't just be Catholics that shut our shut the door 
even in God's face, by practicing our religion and not changing, not reflecting Jesus Christ. It's impossible. This is one of the things I think that has failed to be to to be given to even in the church. We go we we go to mass. Our pastors, our priests, fail to do that. They go through the routine, the routine of, you know, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not knocking the sacraments, but if we believe that the explicit sacrament is the body and blood, soul and divinity, the real presence of Jesus, the resurrected Christ in our midst that we receive in our body and souls, then we should reflect it. We receive it, but we're empty. You know, that law, that gospel, the, pa- the parable that Jesus told about the demon that was cast out of the man and how it goes into the waterless void and it doesn't find a new home. So it thinks I shall go to my old home. Now, the demon going to this old home finds it has been swept clean and put into order, but it goes and finds seven more Demons, other demons, worse, more malicious, more malicious than itself, to take over the home, the, the 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 soul, the body, the life of the man that was that Jesus just cleansed, the Lord just cleansed. Why, 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 why? All of a sudden, he can go back and do it because he was that God. God, he hasn't let God take over his life. He hasn't let God into his life. He was swept clean and in order, but he wasn't worshiping God. In other words, he looked for the miracle, but he didn't look for God. You see what I'm saying? This leper ran back and fell at the feet of Jesus. The others continued on their way. They looked for a miracle, but they didn't look for God. The leper, the form, the foreigner, reflected what he what he desired in his life, and that was God. God came to him. He didn't shut the door. He didn't just take the miracle and pushed him out. The man who was cleansed took the miracle, but didn't take God with the miracle. You know, the baby with the bathwater, as we often say. The man looked for God. He couldn't find God among the gods of his people, the, 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 the pagan race he came from. He, re, he found God. And you know what? He was happy even to take the mud of the, from, the, from the Jordan River back home to build an altar to this one God, for he will not worship God, the gods of his people, only the God of Israel. He's willing to take something. He, you know, he wanted to give thanks. He wanted to, to, to offer something, but even the Lisha could not take anything because it would be like payment. And that will make the, 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 the miracle null and void. He'll be selling a miracle and he couldn't do that. He couldn't do that. He, you know, he, he, he couldn't, it was, it would have been 
it would it would it would have sullied. It would have made it cheap. The the faith of the man was more important than any earthly gift. If he wanted to take mud from the from the Jordan River, Elisha couldn't stop him from doing that. That's fine. He wanted to he wanted from now on to offer only sacrifice only to God because now he knows there is a God that he can offer sacrifices to. And that itself makes his sacrifice more holy because now he knows there is a God. He knows that God does exist. And so now he knows he can give thanks with a full heart. In other words, his sacrifices now have meaning. And this, that's the whole point of it. The point of it is to have a complete relationship with him. Where it's true. Even if you don't have answers to your prayers. The fact that you know in your heart that God is real is more important. It gives, you know, that's, that's the whole point of communion. But guess what? A lot of us go to church in our local parishes. And guess what? We're like zombies. Yes, we're going to go through the whole thing over and over again. Because our pastors don't have any passion in them, right? Our local pastors don't have any passion. They're going through the routine. Everybody's going through the routine, right? Because that's all we have now is just routines. You know, the same ritual, the same, the same thing. But the problem is there's no reality. There's no reality to our worship. That is the whole core, a reality as well. The reality is God, that God is real. The gospel is real. Jesus Christ is real. The Holy Eucharist is real. Life in Christ is real. The presence of Christ in church is real. That's the point of all of this. And guess what? We're not getting that. We're not getting that. You know, our our communities just use the church for our ethnic identities and not for worship. You know, that's the problem. Everybody comes there because they need to identify with somebody because of their culture, their identity. But we're not doing it to identify with Christ. We're not identifying with Christ. The one thing that should hold us all together, you know, whether we're Hispanic or Italian or, or, or Asian or Polish or Ukrainian or Irish or Portuguese or whatever, we should identify with Jesus Christ. Christ should be our identity. God should be our identity. That's the, that's the common spiritual core. The common de- denominator should be Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is who our identity is. But we're not doing that. We come there because we want to be acknowledged for who we are. Our culture, our identity, our race, our language, but not Christ So we bear no fruit. 
the Eucharist, the celebration of the presence of Christ, the body and blood, soul, the divinity, should be our identity. Our faith should be our identity. Our identity should be Christ. But we hold on to material things. We hold on to our ethnicity, our nation, our language, but we don't identify with Christ. Though therefore, therefore we do not bear fruit. And that's and that is why our lives are empty. Everything inside of us is swept clean. We know where everything should be. But yet we have not made Christ, uh, our, our very depths of ourselves a home for Christ. So therefore the question is, what spirit is taking over? Let's end it here. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>